Hello everybody, welcome back. Uh, this is Scott of the Manny and Scott podcast, The Adventure of Two Dudes. And today I'm going to be uh, talking about Scott's Random Thoughts from the Road Part 3. Another exciting episode, I'm sure. And very creatively named, I'll add. Um, yeah, so let's jump right in. I just got back from a, a long uh, trip uh, of about 8 or 9 days to Europe. I had the great opportunity to travel uh, with a buddy of mine, Eric, and we had a great time um, uh, traversing uh, through Amsterdam and then uh, taking a train ride down to Koblenz, Germany, where he has some uh, relatives and family that we spent time with. And um, just the entire trip was amazing and awesome. Um, and I'm a little bit jet lagged, to be honest, not terribly, uh, which is nice, but uh, Definitely the time clock is a little off. I was used to being eight or nine hours ahead of uh, right now. And uh, so I should be somewhere about two or three o'clock in the morning right now. Um, so I'm a little tired, but uh, I, you know, I'm battling through this. Um, it's tough being a world traveler. Traveler. Um, okay, maybe it's not too tough, but I'm joking. Um, definitely not complaining. It was a wonderful trip. Um, we did a lot of walking. Um uh, we, there was one day I think that we'd covered like 23,000 uh, steps um, and both of us had tracked he, Eric had his watch that was tracking it and I had a, an app in my phone so anyway um, what made it difficult was that it was record setting temperatures in Amsterdam um, all three days uh, the first three of four days that we were there um, so Wednesday when we got there we, we uh, were walking in record setting heat and humidity and then Thursday, uh, this was last week, um, it was even hotter. And then Friday, it was even hotter than Wednesday or Thursday had been. So three days in a row of record-setting temps, not just for the last 20, 30 years, of all time in Amsterdam, uh, as a heat wave kind of swept through all of uh, Europe. But anyway, happy to report that we stayed hydrated on water and other beverages. Use your imagination. And we really, really thoroughly enjoyed the city of Amsterdam. It is a beautiful, beautiful city. Um, highly recommended if you haven't been, um, you know, make make the trip when you can. But uh, we'd been planning this trip for quite a while. Um, Eric's expert at finding great uh, travel deals. And uh, so we landed a good deal back in uh, the winter um, and started planning for it and saving up for it and, and budgeting time and, and money and resources. And we did it. We took the trip. <clears throat> left last Tuesday, the 23rd of July, and got home uh, last night on the 1st of August at around midnight. So it was a really good trip. Um, felt like we got a, a good mix of relaxation in and a good mix of, of busy stuff, too, as far as getting around, seeing some great sights, um, especially in Amsterdam, checking out the, uh, the local canals. There's so many canals and so many shops and so many great great eateries um and just lots of stuff to do in amsterdam and uh it was a beautiful city in more ways than one um but uh just had an awesome vacation i just i i can't think of any other adjective right now because i'm getting a little sleepy but um it is it is a beautiful beautiful city and i um initially wanted to start um this podcast in Amsterdam um, earlier this week on Tuesday night I just uh, returned back from Germany and, and taken a train and the train had broken down for about half an hour pushed some other things back jumped on another train um, anyway yada 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 everything was fine but we got back to our hotel room a little bit late on Tuesday night and then had to get up on on Wednesday to start our trek uh, our flight over to London and then take another flight 
to Phoenix and then another flight to Oakland where we stayed Wednesday night. Um, but, um, anyway, so I, I was going to try to record it on that night on Tuesday night, but I just got too tired and it got to be about three o'clock in the morning and, and went to bed. Um, most of the nights that we did have, uh, on the trip were late nights, which is awesome. I'm a night owl. So I loved it. Um, and like I said, the jet lag really isn't that bad. I'm just a little sleepy uh, today. But uh, the great thing is we had a bu- one-day buffer um, where yesterday, being Thursday, um, we spent uh, Wednesday night in Oakland. Um, and because we knew that was part of our, our journey, um, I had looked up, you know, um, the Oakland A schedule. And that was, uh, or it was honestly another stadium that I had not um, crossed off my list of bucket list stadiums that I'm trying to get to. Um, and it became stadium number 18. They happened to be playing a day game. So Eric and I were fortunate enough to uh, take in a ball game yesterday. It was his first time at the stadium and mine as well. And it is the last California stadium that I needed on my bucket list. So I have now fortunately been able to cross off 18 stadiums uh on on that list and this list goes back a while but um, especially the last six or seven years post-divorce i've really been able to travel and get a lot of these stadiums in i got a few of them in while i was married um mainly uh Safeco and uh in seattle and then what was at&t park uh where the giants play in san francisco about 10 years ago um and i tell people this all the time even though i'm a diehard dodger fan um, Giant Stadium is actually beautiful, and uh, San Francisco is a great town too. But um, uh, when I was there, I didn't wear any of my Dodger gear <laughs> because it's a heated rivalry. You never know. But um, anyway, it. Uh, um, I, I digress. And you guys who have listened to my other random thoughts from the road, my other two, um, you know that I I get off on tangents all the time. So I'll, I'll continue to hold that pattern. I'm sure, um, especially being tired and uh, just. Uh, I'm still a little amped up, even though I'm tired, just because the trip was so awesome. Um, but I wanted to record some thoughts while everything was still fresh in my mind. It wasn't a life-changing trip in any way. Um, I didn't come back thinking new thoughts and, and you know, experiencing some grand life shift. Um, that's fine if, if those of you that go on these trips do, and I, I've certainly had, had that happen on, on past trips um, that I'll talk about in a minute. But um, this was not one of those trips. It was a great trip, and, it, and there were some great moments in it that, uh, you know, uh, were, were fun to think about and, and fun to experience. Um, but, uh, as far as life changing, it wasn't one of those, but, um, I'll definitely f- forever remember it and, and be grateful for it. And, um, I guess one of the messages that I'm, uh, I'm not trying to preach or anything like that. I never tried to do that. Um, maybe it comes across that way, but I don't know, but, um, if you take it that way, that's, that's fine. I mean, uh, but one of the things, I guess, uh, one of my messages, I always try to have one or maybe eight messages, um, in my podcast is that, uh, being grateful for things and being appreciative of things and jumping at opportunities when you have them presented to you is such a fundamental part of how I travel. Uh, I get to ask that question a lot. How do you do this? You're a teacher. You don't make much money. And I do get a little time off in the summer and that's a big help. Um, but I don't get paid very much. Uh, that's no secret. And, uh, I still make this work and it's been floated out there and told to me that I'm independently wealthy and I must be, otherwise I wouldn't be able to do these things. And that's laughable. I would love to be independent independently wealthy. I, I truly would. And I'm truly not. Um, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm 
honored. No, I'm not even honored when people say that it makes me laugh, actually, because it's so completely off. But um, no, if I was completely wealthy, I'll tell you one thing right now, I wouldn't be teaching and I'd be doing this all the time because, um, as you know, I love to travel. Um, so <laughs> there's absolutely no truth to the rumor that I'm independently wealthy. Um, pretty easy rumor to dispel, actually. Um, but, you know, if anyone has ideas of how I can become independently wealthy, please fire away because I would definitely uh, jump on those opportunities as well. But I do afford these trips because of planning, because of purposely saving. But I also go into debt as well. And I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to do that um, because this is something that makes me happy. And in life, you have to do what makes you happy. And, you know, uh, for far too, far too long in my life, I guess, I think... Um, I was focused on just getting the grades, making the, you know, making things happen, get to college, choose a career that makes money, this and that. You know, a lot of people do that when they're 18, 19, 20. Then I was no different. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It opened a lot of doors for me. Um, however, I, I became such a people pleaser to a default, or I mean, to a fault, not default. I defaulted to that most certainly, but to a fault, I, I became so um, conditioned, I guess, um, damn that machine, damn the matrix. <laughs> anyway, um, I became so, uh, 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 focused on getting the grades and pleasing the people and getting a job that pays well. And, and that's all well and good. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just not me. Um, thus the switch to teaching, um, is it doesn't pay well and it's completely stressful and 60 hour weeks, um, of work, 10 months out of the year are not fun. Again, do I get time off? Absolutely. Do I get to travel because of that? Absolutely. So I'm not going to sit and rant about uh, my imperfect job. Um, but if I was independently wealthy, I trust me, I would not have any problem um, not working and traveling a lot more than I actually travel already. Um, but having said that, this has been a phenomenal summer, another phenomenal summer in a, in a, in a list full of phenomenal summers in my life, um, pre-divorce and post-divorce. But I was, as most of you know, I was married for many, many years. And um, with that, um, you know, um, not that I'm going to make that, I'm not talking about that on this, uh, this podcast, but um, I guess focusing more so on my message of being grateful and, and having the gratitude and, and looking at opportunities and really trying to do things that make you happy. That is, that is um, things that I've tried to do more and more in my life and, and worry less about what people think and worry less about making other people happy, which has always been kind of a focus of mine. Um, right or wrong it just always has and and so i'm learning on on not only the this trip you know to uh, to germany and and uh, the netherlands but on all of my trips here in america or abroad and i always take time to focus and reflect and like i said at the outset this uh, this trip did not change my life um it just reconfirmed a lot of things i already had thought about um and a lot of things that I'm appreciative of, not only in my life, but in this country and in the friends and family that I have. And ultimately, um, it is the friends and family that I have that, uh, you know, provide the greatest source of happiness for me. And, um, you know, especially my, my closer friends and family, um, or I should say mainly my closer friends and family, um, because it's these people that have... Uh, provided a lot of these opportunities and, and and have given me, you know, the encouragement of like, hey, yeah, maybe you should do that or, you know, maybe you shouldn't. Sometimes I listen and sometimes I don't. Um, but I won't. I don't regret any of the decisions I've made, um, especially with traveling um, uh, since I was divorced. Um, God, it's almost been seven years ago already. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful for the idea that 
all of the friends and family that I have that, you know, um, when I was going through my divorce in, in 2012 and, and struggling um, mightily um, mentally as far as like getting over things and moving forward in most of 2013 and even somewhere into 2014, I mean, it still took a long time um, to get over uh, everything. And I was able to do that, you know, a lot on my own, of course, but um, family and friends really, you know, pushed me to to understand that someday it would be better. And in back in 2012 and the heady days of 2013, even I didn't really believe it. I kind of just, you know, was like, thank you guys. Appreciate it. You know, which I did. Um, but that that always lingered with me like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'm going to be thankful of this someday. Uh huh. Mm-hmm, you guys are right. Whatever. Roll the eyes, you know, cue the sad music again um, but, uh, and the tears. Oh, the tears no just kidding kind of um but no it was all the people that really pushed that forward uh, or push help push me forward help uh, propel me forward and um you know I, I i took on the uh the idea of i need to do more of what makes me happy i need to focus more on that stuff and um I've said in previous podcasts, you know, I definitely don't have the perfect life. I mean, my God, we, we all struggle with, with, with jobs, with health, with, you know, the deaths of people in our family and, and, and friend circles. And so I'm not immune to that. You know, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anyone that would think that, but I'm sure somebody probably does. Um, I just don't talk about a lot of that stuff. Um, I prefer to focus on the good and the positive things that happen. It does not mean that, that negative things don't happen on the daily. Um, but Bob Marley once said, and I'm terrible at quoting uh, word for word, but Bob Marley, um, also I'll praise, uh, I'll praise and I'll paraphrase uh, Bob Marley because he said something along the lines of, just because I have a smile on my face today does not mean that I didn't have bad things or don't have bad things on my mind um, or, or am not going through something difficult. And that's something that I've always lived by, those words. And even before I knew it was a Bob Marley quote, of course, I have always thought that way. I've always wanted uh, to try to, you know, be positive and be happy and be grateful. And it's served me well. It's it's really served me well. And some people call it karma, call it what you will. Um, another quote that... that um, uh, that Eric and I have talked about kind of on our, on our trip a little bit and kind of, um, as we were making our 10 hour flight to, uh, London and then onto the Netherlands last week, um, was Buddha and his quote of that life is suffering and, you know, life is suffering for all of us. We all suffer something, whether it's illness or, or bad relationships or, 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 you know, ending a relationship, um, uh, you know, whatever it is, death of a friend or family, you know, we all go through those things in our lives. And so life is suffering, but it's how you deal with it. And it's how you, you move forward. Um, that really, um, where you learn a lot of stuff about yourself and where you really see the improvement in your lives and, and where you can look back and reflect on what you've been through. And yes, it makes you stronger. Um, cue whatever music you want right there. There's about a dozen songs that, that come to mind, but, um, yeah, it's it really is um, a difficult path that we all have to 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 live, and nobody gets out of here alive um, at the end. And you know that's again what drives the point home for me as I'm making these journeys um, and and traveling and and in going into debt in order to do this stuff to you know to have fun and to to be happy because this is the, one of the major things that makes me happy is traveling not around the world necessarily but around the country and around the world too but just traveling and getting out and meeting people but being connected 
being happy and being grateful, those, I guess, are the, the messages here. And I wanted to go back in time a little bit. Um, this trip that we just came off of was phenomenal. I've had a great summer, um, another great summer and a long list of summers, like I said. Um, but I, um, I don't want to stay too focused on, on this summer necessarily because um, I do want to go back in time a little bit to three years ago to a trip that I took that was absolutely life-changing, that was amazing, uh, just like the other things that I've been able to experience and kind of talk about that a little bit uh, today just to kind of further that message a little bit. Um, so if you're not uh, uh, somebody who particularly wants to listen, you can drop off right now. No harm, no foul. I won't care. Um, if you do want to listen and keep listening and make comments on Facebook or whatever to me or Manny um, at our uh, Facebook page, please do. I'd love to hear some things. Um, or you can just listen and, and relax and say, yep, I live that life too and, and more power to you. I hope you do. I hope most people do this stuff. But what I'm telling and what I'm preaching, trying not to preach, but kind of preaching is, you know, being grateful and 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 being thankful for everything that you get and uh you know trying to live a happy life and trying to live your best happy life um sounds easy but it's not um because of the challenges because of what buddha said that life is suffering um but you can rise above and you can get over it and again getting back to you know seven years ago i didn't believe a lot of people i, I didn't doubt them i didn't doubt them when when friends and family told me yeah one day you'll be even better off than you are right now I just couldn't believe it at the time because it wasn't a perspective I could, I could take. Um, and I had to go through the suffering of that as most people do who get, go through divorces and other things. Um, I'm not unique at all. I'm not saying that I never, I never claimed that never will, but it is something that has taught me a lot about myself and about other people and uh, life in general. And I reflect on those things every single time I travel to some degree or another. I don't reflect exactly the same amount of time necessarily, but I do reflect um, quite a bit. Um, uh, <laughs> some would say maybe too much, but uh, that's okay. You can think that and I'm fine. I don't care. But uh, there's just a power to traveling there's there's something about it that uh, again i travel mostly alone um these days but i also have traveled with friends and, and family and that's been great as well but um i've been fortunate this summer uh just to recount some things just since june my gosh it's been phenomenal i went to the coast um went up and spent time with uh keisha up in seattle um shout out to keisha um, and had a wonderful, wonderful time up there. And then a family reunion I drove back to um, in La Grande with all my wonderful siblings and mom and stepdad. Um, and followed that up with, you know, another uh, trip and was able to um, get away to, um, uh, sorry, all this stuff started to run together, but um, to St. Louis. And then uh, I drove. Uh, from St. Louis to to Kansas City after watching a game uh, with my buddy Michael in St. Louis and then drove to Kansas City and spent time with um, family out in Kansas um, and went to a Royals game uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, sorry. Re rewind, rewind. Also, 4th of July weekend, I flew down to San Diego and spent a lot of time with Keisha. Uh, that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, could not have gone better. And we made it to a Dodger game on top of that, which was just icing on the cake for that weekend. Um, uh, see, I've gone through, I've done so many things. I can't keep track um, of all of them right now. So those of you that have mentioned that to me, we've laughed together um, 
this summer of like, man, you've been all over, all over the place. And I have, and I'm super happy and grateful for it. And uh, to the point that I don't even keep, get to keep track very well. So um, anyway, yeah, after, after the wonderful uh, 4th of July weekend in SoCal and surviving the earthquakes, and I say that jokingly because we didn't feel them um, down in San Diego, but um, thankfully they weren't any worse uh, for everybody else. But um, anyway, getting back to uh, the trips and the week after that, I took a trip to, you know, uh, St. Louis and Kansas City and then actually was in Boise for one weekend in the entire month of July. So um had my sister come over and spend the night, took her down to the Garth Brooks concert, just had a great time um, with her. I didn't go, but she did. Um, then had some fun with friends and family that weekend and um, shot one of the best rounds of golf I've shot all summer. Actually, the best round of golf I've shot all summer, which was uh, really cool because uh, my game had been struggling mightily. Um, I'm not golfing as much as I used to, which does make me kind of sad, but that round uh, really brought me back and made me... Uh, realize okay i can still play this game which is cool um i digress but then you know on july 23rd took off for this trip got back late last night after midnight um august 1st actually technically august 2nd which is today um and i'm heading to a barbecue with some friends here in just a little bit so um i'm gonna try to wax a little bit more poetic and and nostalgic and and uh if you want to stick around, that's awesome. And if you don't, again, feel free to drop off and come back or or just drop off. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's all good. Um, but I, I do want to take this back because the message I was thinking about, you know, with my gratitude and towards friends and family really uh, goes back to a, a, another wonderful, wonderful summer um, of many that I've had in the last six or seven years. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm very lucky and I'm very, very grateful for all of the stuff that has happened to me positively um, amidst the, the the negative stuff as well. And I think, again, overcoming the negative as best you can and by just, you know, continuing to stay positive despite the, the negative people in your life and the negative stuff in your life and trying to weed those people out. I mean, that's really a, a big key, too. Um so they don't bring you down and become energy vampires because there's a lot of energy vampires out there. But um, like Anne Frank said, and I, I'm going to paraphrase her, um, I actually visited her house um, last weekend in Amsterdam, the Anne Frank house. But um, she said something along the lines of, despite everything, and she meant all the bad things that were going on in the world at that time and to her and her family, she still felt that people were good at heart. And that's a, that's a sentiment and a quote that I, I really love because um, I feel the same way. And I'm not comparing me to her at all. Please don't make that, that dumb leap. Um, but it's a very, very, very powerful quote and, and very meaningful. And I completely agree with that. Most people that you meet in the world are really good people, um, despite political, religious differences, which we're always going to have with people. Look past some of that stuff. I encourage you, please don't just get caught up on that stuff and i'm i'm no i'm no different i i do too sometimes i get caught up on different differences with political ideas and um and i try not to i try to to move past it there's still some great people that you may not agree with and they're still not bad people um but anyway i digress i'm trying to move through this a little bit quicker and i'm sorry i'm kind of talking a little quick but that might be a good thing to, <laughs> to some people so for those people you're welcome um one thing I was going to take it back to is the 2016 um, summer, and I will do that, but I have to pause real quick because I have to throw some laundry um, into the dryer. So all that laundry from the trip. You, you guys know how it is.
Okay, uh, so welcome back, everybody. I was uh, putting some laundry in, in the dryer. Um, but uh, anyway, I just wanted to say, I wanted to take it back to the summer of uh, 2016, kind of staying on that theme of just how being grateful and, and, and expressing that gratefulness to friends and family and other people, strangers even, um, which I do quite, quite often uh, when I can, uh, because I'm a people person. It has yielded so many great things in life. And again, I, I think it's something that not everyone's a people person. I get that. But if you if you can and, and, and should, um, you know, be as grateful about things in your life as you possibly can, um, despite the negatives and despite the bad things that happen in everyone's lives. Um, and again, I'll take it back to after my divorce. I, I really listened to people. But I again, I had a really difficult time understanding what they were saying at the time because I was hurting so much. And, you know, they were saying, oh, it'll, you'll be better in, 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 in time. You know, things will get better, which it did. And I didn't doubt any of it. But until you go through it and, and until you um, come out on the other side, um, hopefully better than you were, you don't really see what what they're talking about, but um, they were right, and and uh, I can super <laughs> super uh, express my my gratitude for that that um, that they were telling me this stuff, and that I did listen, and that I did try to you know dust myself off and, and pick myself up, which I did um, with their help, but also some of my own work um, and effort as well, of course. But uh, they're uh, they were right on. I'm I'm so much better off now than than I was uh, before, and uh, you know, uh, just without again getting into any of those details, I just am super grateful for the opportunities that have been afforded through friends and family and strangers. Um, and in one way to kind of illustrate that, and I'm kind of running out of time, but I'm going to kind of bust through this a little bit. Um, it's through my experiences on that 2016 uh, road trip that I took um, from Boston driving all by myself across country over the course of uh, 10 days from Boston all the way back to Boise, uh, August of 2016. So about three years ago um, to the day uh, I left uh, for for um, Boston. I had just returned from a trip down to see my cousin Megan and her husband, uh, Brian, and their daughter Mackenzie. Um, had a great time down there and really enjoyed it. And it was in, in that summer, that August of 2016. And got back and my next door neighbor Carrie who's a traveling nurse here in Boise but she's from Boston asked me if I wouldn't mind if we split the cost on a trip um, she could fly me back to Boston she was just there but she had to leave her car there because it had uh, it needed a lot of work actually and so she she cautioned me hey I'd really love it if you could fly back to Boston and then you know we'll split the cost of a ticket and you could drive my car back and she was willing to pay all the gas and and one of the first things I said besides yes was um uh yeah I would love to do this because in in 10 days I was starting my new job um at Boise High and uh um, I, I asked her, I said, well, do you need the car immediately or is there any way I can kind of create a, a road trip, a baseball road trip out of this trek across the country? Because no way did I want to try to be back here in Idaho in three days, which is totally possible if you drive your butt off. But I didn't want to do that. Um, and she totally was down with uh, me just taking my time and, and seeing as many baseball games as I possibly could. So when I landed from my Austin trip, um, we went out to dinner at a great Mexican restaurant and uh, talked about this trip and and mapped it out. So I immediately grabbed MLB app and opened it up and checked out what teams were playing at home, you know, on, potentially on the days. And 
I left in five days and flew out to Boston. And uh, fortunately, of those 10 days, I only had to spend uh, two days or two nights of my own money on hotel rooms because uh, I was able to stay with Carrie's uh, friends out in Boston and they helped get me to the, uh, you know, some places in town. I also took the T, which is Boston's uh, sub system, subway system um, and rail system, um, which is actually kind of easy to get around on, um, which I loved. I, I spent a week there uh, in the summer of 2015 getting to know the city um, on another trip that I'd taken uh, with the help of a friend named Stephanie. Um, um, and and which was a, another story in and of itself, um, which was a great story as well. But I want to focus on the 2016 story because it's just a phenomenal thing as well, and and just really was a life changing um, road trip for me because um, after Carrie and I nailed down the details and uh, we figured things out, um, you know, it was going to cost me some money, obviously, but not nearly as much as it would have been had I just decided to take a trip across the country um, on my own and in my own vehicle and, and all these other things. So it really was an opportunity that I think a lot of people would have passed on. And I thought about it at first. Um, new job was starting in 10 days uh, or 11 days. And I had 10 days to take this trip. Um, but I really didn't think that hard about it because it was pretty much an instant yes, uh, because that's how I roll. Uh, that's how I do. But the thing that was awesome about it, one of the main major things that was awesome about it, was I had a lot of time to think. I had a lot of time to spend time with people, um, but I had a lot of downtime for me uh, on the road and in the hotel rooms, um, the two that I stayed in, and then staying with friends and family along the way. Um, and I was able to reflect quite a bit on life at that point, and um, it, it was life changing in the fact that it served to kind of confirm that I was on the right path. I needed to keep proceeding. Um, life is about change. And, and again, life is about finding those things that make you happy, whatever it is. And, and travel makes me happy. Baseball makes me happy. A lot of things make me happy, but those are two biggies in my life. Um, and, you know, being on that bucket list, uh, that search of, or not search, but the experiences of going to all 30 major league parks, um, you know, that trip was a major contributor towards that. I um, landed in Boston and the next night um, I had to pay a hundred bucks for a standing room only ticket uh, to see the Yankees and Red Sox. But that may be a once in a lifetime experience. I don't know. I hope not. But you never know when you're going through this stuff. I may not get to Amsterdam in Germany again. I hope to, but I may not. Um, so, you know, that always factors into my decisions to travel as well. And it should. Um, but I was able to go to a, a Red Sox-Yankees game, which was electric. And I mean that. you it was, it was palpable. You could feel the electricity in the air. And no, there were no storms that night. But you could feel the electricity in the air and, and the, uh, the energy coming from the crowd. And the, the, the old ballpark that I love, absolutely love Fenway Park. Um, it was my third game uh, at Fenway Park. Again, I'd gone to two the previous year in, in summer of 2015. Um, but this was my third game in Fenway Park. It was absolutely phenomenal. And the people that I'd stay or I was staying with were friends of Carrie's. And their father was actually an usher and still is an usher. His name is Tom. And he ushers in center field. And, and uh, so they told me once I get to the stadium, take some pictures. 
Um, my phone actually died about three pictures in, um, unfortunately. Um, but actually, fortunately, it was kind of nice to unplug and take in an old game, an old school game, uh, so to speak, where I wasn't on social media the entire game. Um, so as the bottom of the first rolled around, I was no longer online. It was actually really cool. Um, I know that panics a lot of people out there, but I was digging it. Um, but I made my way out to center field, and Tom... Um, I recognized him. I knew I didn't know him, but I had the description from his daughters who I was staying with. Um, and, uh, and, uh, Tom and I looked at each other and I was like, Tom, he's like, Scott. And I'm like, yes. And so he goes, come right over here. Um, I've got seats for you. He had a seat right in the front row of where the triangle section is in center field of Fenway park for Yankees. And Red Sox game. I mean, mind you, I did pay $100 for the standing room only, but that was well well spent, money well spent, the most I've ever paid for a baseball ticket. And I hope to be the, the most, you know, I'll ever pay for a ticket in the future. Unless the Dodgers make the World Series, then I will go higher, of course. Um, hopefully this year, but I don't know. I digress. Anyway, summer 2016, August of 2016. Um, there I was in the park um, last uh, week of Alex Rodriguez's career. Um, people in the stands were chanting, we want Alex, and uh, he never did get any playing time. Um, but it was fun just to be in that environment. The Red Sox won the game. It was just phenomenal. Um, Tom took me all around Fenway um, and underneath the stadium a little bit um, after the game, got some free pizza, uh, met some people. Um, and then as we were walking out, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, one of his final seasons in uh, Fenway, um, we saw him rolling out of the uh, the players' parking lot, which is really cool, and waved at him. We were one of like, or two of like 50 people that had stuck around an hour after the game. But anyway, um, that trip was just awesome. I ended up the next day um, having to travel all across Boston, a couple of different spots, which I loved, walking uh, a couple of miles uh, from the train stop or the T stop over to get Carrie's vehicle. Um, but it gave me just a great amount of time to just walk about and be in a different city. Um, in Boston, I love Boston. Absolutely love it. And having been there for a week by myself in 15 and then for a few days in 16 really, really gave me some good opportunities to be in the city and get to know it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I love the city of Boston and Fenway Park, of course, and the Sox, but not as much as I love the Dodgers, of course. But anyway, they're up there. But um, after that, I again, I had planned this out a little bit, and uh, uh, I went to the Hall of Fame. I went to the Cooperstown uh, the very next day in uh, upstate New York in this just small village uh, slash town, um, and it was a magical experience. And again, I'm not trying to, you know, wax too poetic or maybe I am, but it was a magical experience. It was so great to be there and so great to take all that in. But, um, I did that and, uh, gosh, the next day I'm trying to think, yeah, the next day I, I drove through Pennsylvania. Um, actually that night I drove through Pennsylvania, I ended up getting the first of two hotels, um, ended up showing up at like midnight, got a room, Checked out by 6 a.m. the next morning. Drove through Williamsport. The Little League World Series was just getting started. I didn't have time to stay, but saw lots of cars and minivans and um, all the kids getting ready for the uh, the uh, World Series, the Little League World Series, which is crazy. Um, made it out to a game, a day game in Pittsburgh, um, and happened across a couple of really lucky things that day. I got to the parking lot 
and it was it was a 90 degree day it was it was hot a little humid and um but they were playing a day game which i saw on the schedule and 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 made it to and again all these things didn't buy tickets ahead of time it just showed up and hoped that i could get good seats or whatever or, or not even needing good seats but just getting into the game really um so a couple things in Pittsburgh that were often awesome is I get there and uh, as soon as I roll into the parking lot, it's right across from home plate. It's I think twenty or thirty bucks to park there while I was getting my money out. And this guy comes out and he's like, "Hey, you know what? We decided it's too hot to be here. It was him and his wife and two kids." He's like, "Once you take our parking permit, I offered him twenty bucks." He's like, "Nope, keep the cash. Use it in the game. Cool, awesome. I mean, again, grateful and 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 being thankful to people, total strangers." Even. So said thank you, and he he left. I pulled into their parking spot, and again, literally right across the street from home plate um, at at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, which, by the way, is one of the most gorgeous parks in America. Definitely top five in my in my stadium tour so far, um, behind Fenway and Wrigley, of of course. But um, and then I would throw Dodger Stadium in there as well. But um, that's another podcast. But you know, just uh, was walking across the street to the stadium. As I'm walking across the street, I meet this guy named Bill, and Bill and I are still friends on Facebook. Um, we met that day not knowing anything about each other, total strangers. He was there to kill a few time or a few hours, uh, kill some time um, before going and picking up his grandkids. And a retired police officer, um, just happens to be one of the nicest guys in the world. And Bill and I met each other randomly walking across the street. And to those of you that know me, it's no surprise for me to meet a stranger. Um, <laughs> being the people person that I am, my Uncle Steve is always that joked. You were never alone on that trip, ever. You never were. Well, part of that is true. I, I, I met so many people and, and had so many um, friends and family that I stayed with that it, I, I truly wasn't alone. And that's absolutely accurate. Um, but I also spent a lot of time alone lot of alone time which again was was um life-changing in 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 a positive way i really had time to delve into a lot of the things in my life that were working some things that weren't working and and really focused on 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 changing the ones that weren't working and really trying to focus on staying positive about things and and being grateful to friends and family and opportunities and that really um that trip really I guess solidified in ways and also provided more impetus to to do other things that make me happy um so i'll never forget that but uh anyway crossing the street we walk up and bill said hey i gotta hit the atm so hang out here for for a minute and then we'll get tickets to the game so he walked down you know half block to the atm guy comes walking out of the stadium and kid you not walks up to me and goes hey you, you need a ticket i said yeah i haven't bought one yet he goes here free ticket get in um Again, things like that just I'm fortunately they happen and and I know I'm not alone in this. Um but I this kind of stuff happens um regularly and I, I dig it. Like there's so many cool things about that that um and I'm so great, grateful and appreciative of it. Um didn't know the guy, never talked to him again, and he was back in the stadium. Um and so Bill walked up and he only had one ticket. I did ask if he had an extra one by the chance and he didn't. So anyway, Bill walks up buys a like an all-you-can-eat food ticket for his ticket to get in and basically says you're coming with me kid um bill's a little bit older than me and just took me under his wing uh you know native of pittsburgh or out, outside of pittsburgh actually and we just spent the whole afternoon watching the pirates and uh just enjoyed the game and enjoyed each other's company and just talked about roberto clemente and the old pirates and and enjoyed our our, our food our ballpark food that we we're eating and uh 
basically a free day. It's what it was. And then after the game, Bill said, hey, I know a lot of people downtown. Um, you want to you wanna join me for a beer or two afterward in the city? And I said, absolutely, let's do it. So um, as a former police officer, he knew all the, the back roads and alleyways to get out of the traffic that was after that afternoon game down to downtown. Um, really old part of downtown is really cool. And so he said, stay on my tail, get your car, stay on my tail, and I'll, I'll get you there quickly. And in 15 minutes, we were downtown Pittsburgh. We just skipped all of the traffic. Again, former police officer. He knew his stuff, knows his city. I loved it. Um, and he was kind of hard to follow, actually, but I got it. I stayed on his tail as much as I could, dodged a few uh, trash cans and a few people, but we made it. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to wrap this up and record another segment later because I need to go. But... Um, it was just great. We met a lot of people, went to this deli, went to this bar. Uh, Bill was introducing me like we were old friends, and it kind of felt like we were, um, which, again, it just um, soaking in the atmosphere and the environment of that day. I didn't wake up that morning planning on doing anything but going to a Pirates game and walking around the stadium by myself, and I was going to be having a hell of a day doing that. I would I was totally going to be cool with that, um, but I ended up not being alone. I ended up going with, with Bill, and him and I became fast friends and um it's uh one of these side benefits the really big side benefits of traveling is getting to meet phenomenal amazing people there's a lot of good people out there in the world and and that was the day that uh really you know kicked that back in and confirmed how i'd always thought about things um and people in the world so um bill i hope you're listening um but that's a shout out to you my friend okay i'm gonna stop right here and i will come back and uh, record another segment next or I shouldn't say next, probably in a few hours, probably in several hours, but to you, it'll feel like it's just a few minutes or a few seconds. All right, I'm done. Bye. And I'm back magically um, hours and hours later. um, The barbecue was wonderful. Um, And I just got home and thought that I would... uh, put in an end cap on this podcast and as I was listening to the last segment um, which was just a few seconds ago for the listeners but several several hours ago for me um, I realized I say um a lot and I was just kind of laughing as I was listening to that I was um, obviously talking really fast on some sections of that segment so I'm slowing down a little bit and kind of putting the end cap and the end, end pieces together, <clears throat> excuse me, um, for this segment and um, wrapping this thing up. I guess one of the bay or biggest things that I got out of that trip was the idea that, you know, again, reflecting back on life and thinking um, like I had time to do on that trip was that. Even if you think that things can get better and people are telling you that they will and can be and, 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 and eventually will be better, stay with that. Keep that thought in mind. I know that everybody goes through their own trials and tribulations. And if you're going through something right now, maybe you know this is something that you can realize and, and think about right now that even if you can't see that that, you know, that that will happen, that things will get better, try to. And let that be your guide. Let that be what you can 
put your hat on and hang your hat on a little bit, so to speak, and know that things will get better, even if at this time you don't think it's possible. It definitely is. Another thing, as I was crossing America and meeting different people and stopping at gas stations and going to restaurants and just meeting random people, again, I realized how cool it was that there were so many not only interesting people, but just nice, genuine people uh, around the country. And, you know, any number of things could have gone wrong on this trip. And I was driving a car that had been repaired, but it still wasn't in great condition. Um, so I had to stop and get, you know, oils um, or check the oil, air up the tires, you know, various little things, nothing major. But at any point in the time along that trip, a lot of things could have gone south and they didn't. And I'm grateful for that, obviously. And I think that one of the things that I took away again, as I was driving across, you know, places like Indiana and Ohio and, and, uh, Illinois, and then into the Midwest, um, with Kansas and, and Nebraska is that, I had never visited some of those states before. I had briefly visited some of them before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, this is hours later. I'm slowing down and getting sleepy. Um, and I was on the road too. But just realizing that there had been so many people along the way on that journey and then, you know, the journey of life as well that. I was fortunate to have in my life friends and family that, you know, have taken me to the airport, housed me on this, on the various journeys to, to ballparks, uh, for example, and, you know, just time spent with people along the way, random people that have offered words of advice and, and, uh, you know, just, just generally cool people that you meet out there and and it did it did renew hope it did renew hope not only for you know getting over things and moving forward uh, which i'd pretty pretty much already had completed by 2016 but gave me that little bit of uh push for the future and um you know it um is something that i don't over overlook and something that does not go unappreciated and so I think that as you go through life, I think the more appreciative you are and the more appreciative and grateful you can be, the more you see good things coming back, um, you know, to you. And again, that's not a new idea at all. I'm not trying to make it my own idea at all. That clearly isn't. But it's something that, you know, I've always believed in. It's something that I believe in more and more as I get older, too, that you you do have the opportunity in life to do the things that make you happy. And as I continue down my, um, or along my path, uh, towards that, I try to, excuse me, try to think of more things that I can do to continue trying to be focused on, on either being happy or, or doing things that make me happy. And so trying to use the, that as kind of a guideline for decision-making, you know, it's not always easy, but it definitely is something we can all do. And I would encourage everyone listening to do that. Those of you that are already listening and already do that, that's awesome. Good for you. And those of you that aren't, you know, I just hope that this is something that maybe you can think about and, and maybe take a few things from, 
Um, and again, that trip uh, took me through so many states, and, and uh, I went to another few ball games in Cleveland uh, with a friend's family. I stayed uh, the night with a, a, a friend in Illinois and got to hang out with her and her mom and soaked in a hot tub, which is really needed after all those hours on the road. Um, but that was really cool. And then I ended up getting out to Kansas to stay with my Uncle Larry and Aunt uh, Vanna. And that was an amazing time just to be able to hang out with them and catch up after so many years of not being able to, to be out there. And I just re- recently saw Vanna in Kansas City when I uh, was out there after going to St. Louis uh, here about three weeks ago. So all in all, um, after that... I, I had one more game to go to um, after I left Kansas, and I made it all the way up to uh, Denver and watched the Rockies play. And then I was able to uh, uh, head down to Utah, and I stayed with my sister and uh, nieces and nephew uh, north of Salt Lake. And then I wrapped up the uh, the road trip by heading home and getting back to Boise. So. Delivered the car <clears throat> successfully. Everything was fine. <laughs> and a couple days later, uh, Carrie had told me that, you know, she took the car in because it was making some funny noises. And the guy said that, you know, it was due to the repairs not really being 100% complete back in Boston. And that I was lucky to have brought it across country and had it not break down completely again on the road. So thank my lucky stars for that. And... <laughs> Again, this this uh, this road trip that I'm that I'm talking about really just uh, was one of those life changing things because there's so many things that went right. There were so many people that I met that were great people, and um, again, friends and family uh, mostly. But just the the people that I met in the different towns that I drove through, or the stops that I made, in all the states that I crossed, just sort of renewed hope and faith in humanity. Yeah, I know that sounds kind of, you know, weird to some people, but it it really did. It um, it it shows and proves, I guess, that you know there are a lot of great people out there, and and uh, traveling makes that possible for you to make those connections. And that's something I've always been about is connecting with people. It's something I I do fairly well, and I enjoy. And I guess you know the next thing is to. Um, wrap this thing up by saying thank you for listening thank you for letting me connect with you uh, via this podcast and um, and certainly when Manny and I get together for our next podcast which I hope is I think is going to be tomorrow it sounds like we're going to be able to get it done um, that this is this is a fun way for us to connect with with you guys the listeners Um, and we haven't had a lot of time recently to do it we both had a really busy and good summer um, and so it's hard to make the time for all this but we do enjoy the feedback we do do enjoy the um, your our loyal listeners and everybody else so thank you and I'm sorry for some of this rambling especially as it is super late at night uh, tonight and that was hours and hours ago when I recorded the last segment <laughs> but I hope everybody has a great night and I will talk to you next time bye bye